You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Okay, everyone. Again, this is your host, Michael C. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Miss K. Uh, again, for those who might not remember, she is the wife in a hot wife couple. And for part two, I wanted to invite her husband to take place with us, you know, to take part in this with us. So why don't you say hey again to everybody, K? Hi. Okay. And now Mr. C is on here with us. Why don't you say hello to everybody? Oh, hi. Hello there, everyone. <laughs> okay. You had me worried there for a second. Uh, we okay. went a bit quiet, but it's okay. It's okay. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. So I wanted to have you, you know, you both on because as I've said before, I really enjoy talking to couples at the same time, but I just wanted to talk to your wife first because she's such a good storyteller that <laughs> I just kind of wanted to give her free reign to just kind of talk. And it was, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, oh, she, definitely gets the fun, she definitely gets the fun side of the deal. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, don't so, I don't know. Maybe not. So a lot of what I want to ask you initially, and for the most part, I'm going to be directing my questions towards you, Mr. Mr. C. Yep. But occasionally I might be asking her her thoughts on something. So what I want to ask you to kind of start out with is she told us a story about how you guys met and how long you've been together and everything like that. So I'm not going to necessarily say anything to be redundant. But what I do want to know is... What do you remember about the first time you saw her? The first time I saw her? Yeah, the very first time you saw her. Oh, gosh. So we went to university together. And right. there were lots of... It was quite a female-heavy um, course that we took. So there were much more, much more women than men. But... And I have to be totally honest here. At this point, we were both in different relationships. I was in a relationship. And I was, I've always been quite, uh, quite a loyal person. So for me, I, I saw her only as a friend. And she's, I mean, I think she's a very, very attractive woman. And, um, and I'm a big, big believer in this fact that, you know, love at first sight for me doesn't exist. You know, she was right. stunningly attractive. But, you know, she was a stunningly attractive woman amongst some other attractive women too. But she was such a good person, such a great friend, and all she was very funny and very approachable, very kind. I mean, we were very young back then. But I could already tell that we were going to get along really, really well, and uh, I was very lucky that of all those people on the course, we became quite good friends. Okay, so that was when you first saw, her, and she did tell us that you guys were both in relationships when you met, and you know your, your relationships pretty much ended around the same time. So, yeah. For you, when was the first time you can remember having the thought pop into your head of <laughs> I would I'm turned on by the idea of my wife being with another man? Oh like, man. When did that first happen for you? So do you know what? This is I've had a lot of time to think about this. <laughs> so I actually can remember the, the the time it happened and we were away on holiday. And as you do when you're on holiday, sometimes you, you, you kind of meet, you know, like some people, you know, temporary friends type thing, you know, the friends right. you hang around with that, on that holiday. And some of these friends were two young guys. 
And I remember her getting a drink at a bar one night and the two young guys were standing either side of her. She probably doesn't even remember this. And it was, I don't know what it was. It was like lightning. I remember it was like jealousy, but eroticism. It was very odd. And that night I dreamt about it. Maybe that's solidified it. Maybe maybe now it wasn't even a dream. Maybe it was a daydream, you know, like a, a waking dream type thing. Maybe I was putting the right. floor in my own head. But that was the moment I thought, you know, this this turns me on. This turns me on. And that was really early on into our relationship. We'd probably only been together uh, maybe three years at that point. So you hadn't even part. gotten married yet? No, man, no. Oh, gosh. No, no, we, haven't, we hadn't got married yet. But... It was always there in my mind, this fantasy. And obviously it was quite a long process for me from forming the fantasy, understand between and the, sorry, from forming the fantasy to understanding what I really wanted out of it and getting the courage to speak to her about it. Because it was I was very frightened about speaking to her about it for a long time. Right. So let me ask you, um because you know I was asking her questions about her level of kink in her life. And she says she was pretty much just straight up and down, just straight vanilla. Didn't mm. even masturbate. Now, if I ask that question to you, were you familiar with masturbating? <laughs> Do you know what? I got, this is a big revelation. I had masturbated before we got together. Miss Kate, I'm so sorry. Don't be No, <laughs> no but this is, I mean, and, and, and my wife will testify attest to this i'd had a much more to the point we got together a much more for i would say probably fulfilled sex life than my wife had done i'd had some adventurous partners who had we'd done some quite adventurous things together you know we had done things that my wife and i until recently hadn't done right. if no, you know no, what no, i mean no, we're, all, we're, all, we're all adults here i mean kind of give us an idea <laughs> of you know so we're talking like experience. stuff like you know, stuff like anal, stuff like facials, stuff like these sorts of things. Anything sure. I've done, I've done group sex, anything like that? Or no, so in terms of in terms of that sort of um, non-monogamous thing. Sorry, I apologize, Michael. In terms of non-monogamous stuff, no, we hadn't done anything like that. Um, but I'd certainly probably had a more active sex life than my wife. But as far as exploring just among the two of you, you had done significantly more than she had experienced. I would say so, probably, yeah. I mean, and correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, Kay, but I I would say I'd probably done more before we'd got together. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So when you had this when when you had this revelation, okay, you're on vacation. You have this moment where you see your wife at a bar. Mm. and she's just going up there to get a drink. She doesn't know what's going on. And you see her no. with these two gentlemen on either side of her. And you have this revelation. After that moment, right? Okay, when you would masturbate, was that now <laughs> the fuel for you? That yeah. image and kind of building on that fantasy? So this is where things actually got quite dark for me at some point because... At the beginning, no, it wasn't. Not every time, but it crept in. But as the as the years went by, in maybe the last five, six years before I told her, every single time, 
every single time I would masturbate, I would be thinking about it. Um, she had no clue. She had no clue, no. <laughs> and I, no. We, oh, but it was weird because it was almost like a, uh, uh, we talk about it now more and I feel much more free and open to talk about it. It's quite a dark time for me because if you look on the internet and you look up wife sharing or cuckolding or whatever and hot wifing, it's an absolute minefield of negative influences, in my opinion, of oh, expectation and like of warped expectations and straight up fabrications of what you're going to be getting yourself into. And I kind of went down the rabbit hole of expecting or, or wanting this lifestyle and then thinking, gosh, do I want this lifestyle? Where am I sitting here on this divide? I'd be watching cuckold porn. And frankly, you know, I'm sure if you've seen bits and pieces and, I've, and I'm not going to judge anyone here, everyone has their own kink and all power to them. But I'd see things that I think, oh gosh, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want the cage on me. I don't want to be living. Oh, in yeah, we're, we're the general consensus that cuckold porn is horrible. <laughs> yeah, well, but then we're in the we're, oh, and I think it's horrible to everyone. You know, everyone is yeah. everyone is represented. The bulls are represented bad. The hot wives are represented bad. The cuckolds are represented not bad as well. Yeah, and yeah, you know, it, but this it's, is all. The, it's just appealing to like the lowest common denominator. You know, exactly. like low hanging fruit. And so, yeah, oh, so yeah, we're we're definitely in agreement there. Oh, thank goodness! But this is the thing. If that's the only access to what you're getting, that's the only information of what you're getting, then. Um, you know, it really warps your expectation. And for me, I was masturbating to this all the time. Um, if Kate doesn't mind me saying, our sex life was probably dwindling, particularly after our kids were born. And it wasn't a great time for me. It wasn't a great time for me, sort of, in terms of my uh, mental health and things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, she says that you were, like, like, almost seven years into your marriage yeah before you said anything to her about i know thoughts and you're saying that you had the first yeah you know notice of it several years yep before you even got married so you had been carrying this around with you yeah for quite some time carrying around like like luggage yeah it was yeah. a heavy like it's, it's almost like a burden sometimes you know because it takes over so much of your thought process. And there were so many times I almost told her about it, you know, and then backed out because I was terrified. I thought if I was going to tell her this, she's going to leave me. She's going to think I'm weird. She's going to think I'm weak. She's going to, she's going to think I'm a loon, you know, she's and, think and that you don't love her. Cause so many oh, people equate, yeah. you know, jealousy with love. And yeah, if absolutely. you're not getting jealous, then you must not love me the way that you should love. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you and, were, you, there were a lot of risks that you were taking. Yeah. And it's also the same with sex. You know, a lot of people are, are equating sex with love. And that was a barrier that I found hard to break down. And I think case on those says was hard to break down this idea that I love you. Therefore, you know, I want to have sex with you. But actually, the kind of sex that I wanted her to experience wasn't wasn't sex based on love. It was sex based purely on the physical, purely on lust. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so so for a long time, these thoughts were bubbling in my mind. In fact, I even told her a couple of other fantasies that I'd have in my mind that I wanted her to do that weren't even involved in hot wifing just because I chickened out of telling her the big fantasy. 
Right. You know, there was, <laughs> like, um, like, what was an example of one of them? Smoking. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah, smoking. <laughs> so I've got a bit of a smoking fetish. Now, only a small one here and there, because smoking's bad, guys. You shouldn't be smoking. But... <laughs> <laughs> I preacher. Oh, thanks, baby. But <laughs> you know that was that was a big turn on for me. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a fetish. I mean, I've, yeah. I've seen it, plenty of it, and there are a number of people out there who have a smoking yeah. fetish. Exactly, you know, it's, and it's real. It's very real. Exactly, and for me, um, although I had a big <laughs> fantasy about it, and, and I did tell her about that, what I really wanted to tell her was the the, the hot wifing thing because the smoking fetish turns me on. But at that point in my life, it was like I almost couldn't be turned on unless I was thinking about the hot wifing, particularly if I was masturbating. Now, that was, I, it got to a stage for me where I couldn't, unless I was thinking about her with fucking another man, I almost mm-hmm. couldn't get turned on enough to, to masturbate. But yeah, so, so yeah. <laughs> when you would, because I mean, even though she said that it was, you know, pretty infrequent that you guys did have sex. Mm. And not from you, not from any lack of trying on your part, um, you know, because she said that you were always pretty good about that, about trying yeah. to initiate things. I, she would I just, tried, she, I she, tried. She, yeah, she would just, she would just <laughs> shoot you down. So in those moments when you were able to catch her in the mood, mm. was this in the back of your mind when you were fucking her? Yeah, it was. Not always, not always, because there were times when our sex was more intimate and more more passionate and more between us and that's still today there are times when we have sex and it's just us in the room you know it's just us there and i'm talking right. in like i'm talking in sort of like um a metaphorical sense um but there were times when we would have sex where we might begin a little bit more passionately at it and i would almost we have a mirror in our bedroom right and um i would want to look at her in the mirror and she knows this now because again we talk about things more i would look at ourselves in the mirror it sounds so weird I'm saying it. And imagine no. that I was watching what I was watching with someone else doing it. Does that make sense? Right. No, it makes perfect sense. It, 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 it allowed you to see her from, you know, because when we're, when we're fucking somebody, we have a, a very limited view on what we see. So when you look in a mirror, you're almost able to feel like you're sitting down or you're on the other side of the room watching it happen. Exactly. Exactly. It's, yeah. It, now, it's a lot easier to imagine that you're now being the voyeur watching yeah. her with somebody else as opposed to what the, you see when you're looking at her with your own eyes. Yeah, yeah I totally get it. And it's a very different experience. You know, I don't think obviously Kay won't have experienced this quite yet. And the idea being the voyeur, being the person who watches it's a completely different experience than having sex. Like watch, fucking, the, fucking her and watching her be fucked are totally different. Like watching her, you can see every movement, every, every breath and every exhalation when she's feeling pleasure. Whereas, right. when, whereas, whereas when you're having sex as well, there's that expectation on you as well, you know, that you've got to perform yeah, the sex. There's a, there's so you've a pressure got, on you. Yeah, you've you got to do the job. Yeah, she, yeah, she's a hard... She's she's a fucking hard taskmaster. Master, she will you know <laughs> she will tell you off if you're not doing it. And um, <laughs> but this, but j- jokes aside, you know you need to to do it right. And there's an expectation that you're there to pleasure her. But shit, when you're watching her, you can just kick back and <laughs> yeah, you kick back, have a beer, put your feet up. 
There's no, there's no pressure on you. At no, all. there's You're just not. Free to just kind of enjoy. Your hands are free to do other things. Well, yeah, exactly, it's, it's, exactly. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a much different sensation. It is, and it's that raw passion. Like you see her in a way that I used like, the kind of sex that I see her. I've seen her have is very much sort of that sort of raw passion that perhaps we had when we were younger when we first got together. And to be frank, I've seen her now do things with her balls that. I wouldn't have dreamed she would ever have done like <laughs> because well you know I mean it's that idea that I've, I've watched her like want to please her lovers I've watched her you know make I've watched her really give the extra to please him whether that's sucking his cock in certain ways or doing certain right. things or fucking him in certain ways that you know she wouldn't there was no way we were going to do those things before the hot wife's time started, you know, the, the, she wasn't doing that sort of stuff. You know, it was very vanilla, as, as she said. Right. <laughs> but, but then, okay. go ahead, sorry. So, oh, that's okay. That's all right. So, I'm just trying to be cognizant of, of the time here. No, of course, sir. I'm chatting away, so. No, no, that's not, trust me. I would much rather talk to somebody who has a lot to say as opposed to someone who doesn't have much to say. So trust me, you have nothing to apologize for. Oh, sorry. Thanks. So, so you get married, you have kids, you're carrying around this, this, this burden, because at this time it is a burden. It's something that you have that makes you feel a certain way. Yet mm. You can't share it with the most important person in the world to you. And Agreed. it's almost like your hands are kind of tied behind your back. And it's, it's frustrating. You Agreed. Know, because like she said, you see her as this incredibly sexy woman, mm. but you know, not just sexy, but sexual and sensual. Yes. But there's a part of you that feels bad because you know that she doesn't see what you see. Agreed. And you, it's it's like you almost see her kind of slipping away. Like she said, you know, she wasn't really putting a lot of effort into the way no. she dressed and making herself up, and and you know, it's like. You see this, it's like it's like a person who's got a Ferrari, but they think they have a Ford. It's like, no, yeah. you, you've got a Ferrari. Like, look at it. Yeah. You know, like, look, I wish you could see it through my eyes, oh, you know, so and she just wasn't seeing it. And I'm sure that that, that you know, it, it had to be kind of heartbreaking in a sense because you were watching this woman just kind of settle into this mediocrity when yeah. she didn't have to. It's so, so much. It was like... You actually used the phrase I'd use so much, like, I wish you could see it through my eyes. And so many times I would tell her, you've got to look at yourself, or she'd, she'd choose an outfit that didn't show her the way I wanted, that I knew she would could, could show herself. And it really was like watching a, a wilting flower, you know, because she was just a, it was just allowing herself to, you know, we'd had kids, and I'm not going to speak ill of that because I, I love that part of my life. But once we'd had kids and we'd sort of settled into this family life routine and we'd, we've got quite busy jobs and, yeah, it just, it, everything became like greyer. Everything, everything was becoming slower. Everything was becoming more mundane. And it, it, I, I felt like I was losing the woman that I once had. She was, she was going and I, I wanted her back and I wanted her to experience more. I wanted her to, to experience everything she could possibly have. That is, I'm, when I, when I, when I post this episode mm. and usually I have to come up with like a short description or a quote 
from the episode, mm. you just gave me my quote. <laughs> no, 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 that that was a beautiful thing that you just said. You said I was, I was, I felt like I was losing the woman that I once had. Yeah, you know, like that's a that's a very powerful type of feeling that I think that a lot of husbands who listen to this can relate to, mm. even if they haven't been able to articulate it. You know, so yeah, that that was. That was very powerful. So she said that you and your friend had had this conversation prior to what happened when you were laying in bed that night. So what I want to know from you is how did that happen? How did that conversation even come up? You're, you know, this is a buddy of yours. You guys have known each other for a while. <laughs> how did, hey, I would love for you to fuck my wife. Like, how did that yeah. even come about? Yeah, booze, right? All the bad decisions in the world, <laughs> booze. So no, we were. So we'd been friends for a couple of years before this, and we'd known each other for a long time. I won't get into the de- the details of that, but I trusted him completely. We were out. There were some people there. Suddenly, you're you're, you're talking to each other, and now he was um, single at the time, was, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He was single at the time, and the idea, like, like how is married life? You know, how is married life? This is the thing. I think you have an idea of what married life is going to be, and for a lot of men, it's like a fear. They know that when they get married, things are going to change. And um, for this person, he was like, I don't even want to be with a woman. I don't be with a girlfriend because I'm worried that I'm not going to have the freedom I had. And right. I was like, yeah, you know, it's it's you know the same person every night and things like that. And it's there's good times and there's bad times, and so I'm basically, you know, the drinks were flowing and he was like, so what, like, what, what, do we, what are you guys into? Do you ever do any kinky stuff? I think speaking of, do you ever do any kinky shit? I think there was this expectation that I'd be making her do crazy stuff, which obviously mm-hmm. I do now. Obviously I do now, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, and I said, you know, oh, you know, I'd love to maybe have a threesome. I think that's always a safe way. And, you know, I'd love to have a threesome with her. And he was like, oh, you know, a threesome with a, a girl or a guy. I could see the look on his face. He was like, oh, a threesome like, with a girl. I was expecting or... you to say a girl. Yeah. He wanted me to have a threesome with a girl. And I shocked him. And I said, no, I'd, I'd like to. I think I'd like to have a threesome with a guy. And he was like, oh, really? And it was like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, oh, interesting. Um, because I think it's, then if you have two women, and I've been very fortunate with Vic, we actually have had that fantasy as well since we've been playing. The expect, sorry, the pressure again is shared even more. You know, to have two women to try and please two women. Oh yeah, there's more pressure. Yeah, but with two men, um, I think it's a much more balanced three three way because the the men can take turns and things like that. And we got talking about this, and I think I even, I think I said, I think I said, do you know what? I think I'd be happy if you just fucked her yourself, and I could just watch. And uh, we laughed. Power of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> and we and we laughed and Joe like, ah, you crazy guy. Um, and then we're like, oh no, no, we're serious though. We we think this would happen. And, <laughs> um, but you know, he told me because he he told me through the conversation that you know, Kate, she's gorgeous, she's so good looking, she's so fit. And then um, um, oh, when I say fit, America, our American friends, that's uh, she's really good looking. Um, she's um, uh. He couldn't believe the fact that she didn't think she was attractive, that right. she didn't realize that she was a sexy woman. And he was like, you know, I'll I'll show her. I'll show her how sexy I think she is. Um, again, we were very drunk. 
Um, so he was and, on board from the outset. He was, he was again. But when you're single, I think he, I think he wanted to experience this. He'd, he'd fallen into the cuckold porn trap as well. You know, he'd seen things right. on the internet that he'd seen that he thought, you know, I'd like to do that from the from the bull side. I think I could do that. And you know, I, I knew this guy, and you know, he's he's a lot taller than me, and he does go to the gym, and I don't go to the gym, and I knew what was going on down there as well because we're men and we're you know dumb and we talk about stuff like that <laughs> and, but they i you know the idea was i think i thought how can i put it because he was single it was almost like well i'm happy talking to you about this and i'm gonna maybe one day i'll talk to my wife and i remember i talked to Katie, and the the day after i talked to her I actually text messaged my friend and I was like, you are not going to believe what we did last night. You know, we, <laughs> I, I told her, I told her everything and, and then she fucked me big time. And, okay, um, so let me, let, let me pause you right there. Cause I don't, I don't want to get too ahead of the story. Sorry. So go ahead. You have this conversation with him for the first time. Yeah. And then, so there's that. And then there's the instance that she told us about, where you were in bed and you made that comment to her about any guy would be lucky to have her. Yes. How much time passed between you and him having that conversation and you telling her that the first time in bed? Oh man. It'd been a couple, I think maybe, maybe, maybe a year, maybe a year. I think it might've been about a year because okay, I so- think, I'm, I'm just trying to understand the timeline. So of course, from the of time course. you and him had that first conversation over drinks to the time you told her for the first time, it was about a year. So yeah, in was, that year, did you and him ever talk about it again? Or was it kind of like that one time thing? And then it was out of sight until you brought it up to her and then told him the next day. Um, you no, know, it was like, I don't think it was. We, we never really brought it up again, but I think it, we both, we both left that conversation knowing that it wasn't a conversation that was had in jest. Does that make sense? Right. Like, you know, you right. say a you lot of things. Serious. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. Pretty much like, okay, then the, the ball is in your court now. You know yeah. that I'm for it, so now the next move is yours. Exactly. It just took a while for me, again, coming back to the thing, I was just really worried about talking to Kay about how I wanted to, to, to do it and if I, if I ever would tell her. You know, part of me thought I would never tell her. But um, yeah. Okay, so it's that night. You've yep. been sitting on this, you know, like you've been sitting on the fantasy for almost <laughs> a decade, probably more yeah. than a decade. But now, for about a year, you've actually had a conversation with a very good friend of yours. So you knew, okay, there's somebody in, like, this person is no longer faceless. Like, there's somebody there that's mm. willing to, that I trust. So now the next step was just to kind of, you know, to, to see how she felt about it. So you're in bed with her that night. You know, she tells a story how she kind of had her back to you and the lights were off and, mm. you know, the store, the store was closed. Oh, yeah. The store was always closed, you, Michael. When, when, you, <laughs> when you made that comment, you know, any man would be lucky to have you. Mm. Was that spontaneous or was that was that the plan you came up with of okay this is how I'm going to introduce it? 
Yeah, do you know, I don't think it was. It was, I said I tried to tell her so many times. And in this case, I was almost frustrated with her. I was almost angry with her because she couldn't see what I could see. I knew she was saying she was tired and she didn't like the way she felt and the way she looked. And I said, look, any man would, would, be happy, would love to have you. He'd love to have a chance with you. And as now, soon as I said that, in your yeah. mind, were you like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Did I just say I that? Like, oh, <laughs> fuck, I've said it now. So, and once I said it, I, wasn't in, I was slightly emboldened. I was like, I'm going to go go ahead here. And I've, I've done it now. I've done it. I'm going to tell her. I said, look, I've spoken. I know someone who definitely would like to fuck you. And I think I even, I might have used the words fuck you because we never used that. We never used to use that term, you know, in our life. Oh, well, let's have, you know, we're going to fuck tonight. Right. And um, it was a big, it was like maybe, maybe a few seconds of silence or a few minutes of silence, but the mood changed after I felt like minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the, the more we talked about it, the more, like, she was listening. I could feel her body changing. I could feel her attitude changing. And, and with... There were some points where she was pushing herself into me more, and that just made me more bold. And I was just telling her more about what I wanted to see, and the right, more she reacted. More graphic. Yeah, <laughs> the more she t- well, exactly that. The more she told me, the more I told her, the more aroused she was becoming, and the more I told her, the more I was telling her I wanted to watch her suck cock and fuck other men, and it was it just drove us both wild, and we hadn't okay, been like so, that. So let me just kind of harp on this moment for a second so okay so here you are you've been carrying around this fantasy for damn near a decade you had had a conversation with your friend a year ago Mm. which i'm sure played itself into your masturbating fantasies because now you had oh yeah there was was a person there it wasn't this ghostly kind of figure it was someone tangible that you knew that you knew had desire for your wife yes and so here you are in bed You've just kind of spilled the beans. You let it out. And she's reacting in a positive way. Like you can see that she's getting turned on by this fantasy that you've been carrying around for so long. Mm. I can't imagine. Like your head must have felt like it was going to explode. (laughs) My cock felt like it was going to explode. I can tell you now. Yeah, like you... (laughs) It, like your mind was probably racing at a million was, miles a minute. It was so, time. so much so because it was like a weight was being lifted from me because I'd, I'd, I'd had this thing and it caused me sometimes sadness and frustration wanting to share this with her. And suddenly I was sharing it with her and she was responding in a, in a way far beyond anything I could have hoped for. You know, I, could, I couldn't have imagined she'd have been as turned on as she was by it. I'm I'm very lucky, and to this day, I'm telling you now, I'm I'm super lucky, and I know a lot of men out there may not be as lucky as me. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely they're, not. Yeah. There are a lot of men who worked a lot harder to make this happen. Oh my god! Well, me and, and you, you just kind of stepped in it. Yeah. I, oh gosh, I was ready once I told her. I thought we we're going to be playing the long game, um, <laughs> but she she surprised me. It was like I'd opened Pandora's box. And my oh, my mind was racing. I, I was just being fed. It was like um, it was intoxicating. It was intoxicating. I just wanted to tell her more and more, and make her more aroused. 
Okay. Now, as she tells the story, after you know you started telling her this that night, where the store had previously been closed, the mm. store was now open for business. So, what do you remember about your session with her that night? Like that night when, because she she said for her that was probably like the first time in a long time that yeah. the two of you just fucked. Like there was no we, making that night. It no. was just fucking. It was hard. Yeah, it was really intense. Um, so I started on top of her. I mean, we were passionately kissing, but we we don't tend to talk much. We were quite. We're not very vocal. I'd I'd like right. to be more vocal. And in fact, now things have changed a lot. But um, I remember talking to her about it, and the fantasy play continued as I was fucking her. And I remember saying, "Oh gosh, what was it?" I ba- I basically said, "Would you like to fuck him? Do you want to fuck him?" Um, to which she said. Okay, are you there? I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Pardon? I think I probably said I'm maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but then that That's was better than a no. That's better than a no. But I, I remember, pu- I remember pushing harder and harder. And the more she talked about it, the more we fucked and we were doing positions we wouldn't do. She was on top of me and rode herself really really i could tell that she was turned on by it by the way she basically and i don't mean to make this sound crass but she oh, no, basically no such thing on no, show. she basically <laughs> she basically used me as soon as she turned me onto my back she, she absolutely used me for sex um it was it was great it was great and um and i couldn't believe it it was i was so i was so excited obviously but there was so much relief was so much relief that she just didn't think I was weird and she didn't think I was bad. And she didn't think I was a bad person. She didn't think I was a bad husband. It was that relief as well. Right. And although although you can't sexualize relief, that was that was so much being fl- was flowing out of, of what we were doing. I was so I was just okay. so pleased. Okay, so the next day you wake up. Was there a part of you or did you have the thoughts go through your mind of, was that just a one-time thing? Is, is she going to come to her senses now? Is <laughs> yeah. reality going to hit? Like, what were you thinking about the following day after this happened? I absolutely thought it might have been a one-time thing. And you mentioned before that there are people out there who they aren't as lucky as, as my wife and I. And I thought, you know, this is going to be a long game here because she told me she's into it, but I don't want to rush her. I don't want to spoil it. It's almost like you've got a tiny little flame and you're trying to keep it safe because you don't want it to blow out. Right. And, and so it was like tentatively asking her, like, is it, are you okay? What happened last night? Are you all right with that? And she was like, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm cool with it. It was great. And we talked about it. And a lot of like reassuring, did, you know, did he really say that? Or were you just saying it? Did you really feel that way when you're saying what you wanted to see, or were you just kind of in the moment? And it was that um, reassuring each other, and it really was important for us to. It was really worrying because I was worried that you know this is going to be a long game here. You know, there are a lot of people who aren't as lucky as me. Like in the long run, you know, I, it worked out great for me and my wife. But I was thinking, you know, I've got something here. It's like I had like a tiny flame. And trying to keep the little flame safe, I didn't want it to blow out. I wanted her to to continue to share with me, and I wanted to share so much with her. But I didn't want to overwhelm her. I didn't want to f- 
I know it sounds mad. I didn't want to frighten her with with what I with my fantasy even more because this was a big deal for me, and and learning that she was turned on by it was was amazing. So it was a case that I was worried that maybe it was just like in the moment it was like reassuring each other. Like, did you mean what you said last night? Was that real? Did you you know? That that fantasy you just told me was that something you really want to happen, or was that just kind of in the moment? So yeah, was that just reassuring each other at that point? Okay, so let me ask you this then, and this is a, a question that I like to ask the husbands. Okay, so mm. you had the conversation with her, you had the great night of, of passionate sex. You can see that she's into it. Did you have to have that moment with yourself where you kind of have that, in, you know, that inner dialogue where it's like, okay. You've been building this up. Mm. You finally told her she's down for it. <laughs> Are you sure you can handle it? Like asking yourself, like, okay, oh. am I sure that I really want this? You know, like, do I want to continue pushing her in this direction? Like, did you have that conversation with yourself? Yeah, so I definitely think so. And I think it's important if anyone out here listening is thinking about that, you have to have that conversation because it it does change your relationship. and. Uh, personally, I feel that if you do take that step, there's no almost. I mean, you can go back, but you can't undo that moment. And there was a right. lot of that pressure for me. You know, I knew that if we did it, we couldn't undo it. It would have happened, and I didn't want. I love my wife more than anything, and I, she's my best friend. And I don't want. I didn't want to spoil it. I didn't want to ruin it. And I had to really sit myself down. And I remember, you know, going to the, you know going around. The, the house going on but my business thinking we're doing the right thing we're doing the right thing is this what you want as in talking to myself is this what i want and it really really is what i wanted so you didn't like you had like like momentary little you know moments of doubt would you quickly talk yourself out of them i think so i think every, i think doubt's normal and i absolutely doubted it you know you worry that if she has sex with someone, if she fucks someone else, is she still going to have sex with you? You know, is it going to change the dynamic of your relationship? You know, the power dynamic, what's going to happen? And I was very clear to her that I didn't, I personally didn't want to go down the cuckolding um, road. I didn't want to go down that road. And that was what a lot of my uh, concerns were during the time before I told her. And I was frightened that maybe if we do this and she really loves it, I might end up there and then I'd be in a position where I would be unhappy and I would have caused it. I'd have caused this problem because I've opened the door. I've opened the door to that lifestyle. So it was, there was lots of moments of doubt, but communication is so important. And my wife and I are very lucky that we can, we we were communicating a lot during that time. Okay. So, so after you tell her this and you have that wild night, and now it's 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 firmly in her mind. What changed? Like I said, I've already talked to her about this, but I kind of want to get your perspective on it. Yeah, of course. What what changed for you? Like, what did you notice in her? What did you notice uh, about, you know, like your sex life? Like, what happened after that night? Oh my gosh! So, I've already said we're very lucky that we're really good friends. So we've always been quite comfortable in our friendship side of things, you know, our day-to-day life, our roles as parents, our roles as um, uh, at work. But we were tactile again, and she was she would touch 
touch me. Now I'm not talking rude touching, you know, like hugs and kisses and moments of affection. They happened. And the difference between instigating sex and not being rejected and to her instigating sex was an absolute 180 turn for me. That blew mm-hmm. my mind, you know, to, you know, to have been in a relationship where you're trying to pull all the tricks to seduce a woman and she says no and of course you're like well that's that then and yeah. there, you know and, and although i would always know i would never you must never force any issue like that there's always that hurt feeling like oh why does she want to do this suddenly she's like let's fuck <laughs> you know that's a, <laughs> that's a big change and it was an amazing change and when you're those in those moments of like like those post-coital moments when you're you've had sex and you're together and holding her and maybe during the sex and this happened quite a lot uh, we'd be talking about people we knew or people she'd seen you know those things and she was we, we were talk we were actively engaging in hot wife fantasy play as part of our sex routine and it was just taking our sex far beyond what we'd what we'd have done even when we were younger you know back in the university days it was great right it took it to a completely different level a different level yeah okay so and like i like i was talking to her earlier about so you know you 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 know you're talking about it you're fantasizing about it you're role playing you're doing all of that the conversation that you had with your buddy yeah basically saying okay we've got the green light what yeah. was that conversation like and how did he respond? <laughs> I mean, there was that element of dis not of disbelief. Like I from from him, like I was texting him and then I had some phone conversations with him. And then we met up eventually and spoke about it, you know, and it was almost like, look, you know, I know we joked before, although we had kind of not really joked, we both knew it was real. It's like if we do this, you know, there's no going back. We can't take it back are you really up for this? Do you really want to do this? And he was like, yeah, of course I want to do this. He really, <laughs> I mean, it was like, I'd basically said, do you want to, you know, do you want a million pounds? Do you want a, you want a million dollars? I've got right. it here in a suitcase. Come and get it. It was, you know, we'd known each other for a couple of years, you know, a few years, and we were quite strong, quite close. And he knew that I loved my wife. And I think, it was almost like he could have part of his cake and eat it, so to speak. You know, he could have sort of like no string sex. Okay, so so basically, you you know, you you said you told your friend, and you yeah, know, it he, was you know he, he he's with it. He had that moment of disbelief, and and you know yeah. he's ready to make it happen. So, how much time passed between you telling him that? hey, she's with it, to an actual date being planned. Now, I might need Kate to correct me here, but I reckon I told him about a month before, and then, like, I met, I met him a month before for drinks. We had drinks. I told him, like, flat out, if you want this to happen, this can happen. Mm-hmm. And I was texting him all the t- I was texting him, and I remember him texting her. I remember the first text he sent her. Um, and I remember, or was it? And um, he, she was like, "So have you been talking? You've been talking to C?" And she was like, "Yeah, I've been talking to him. I know what you two have been talking about." And <laughs> and it was that moment where 
the dynamic changed between those two. Right. And then, and then it was almost like I'd handed it off to them. And, you know, I was then watching her text. So about a month before. Okay. So, cause it's, it's funny. Cause as this all happens, it's like different stages are being reached. Mm. You know, like you talk about it, you know, you told her about it the first time after that night. And then she, you know, she went to a level. Yeah. And then the next day you confirm everything. No, that wasn't just sexy talk. This is real. It's real. Yeah. So then it, and then it goes to another level, you know, and then you're kind of, you know, you're kind of building on that and building on that. And then you tell him and he says that he's with it. And then you tell her. So now all of a sudden, like, okay, now it's going to happen. And so mm. it goes to another level. And then he starts texting her. Yeah. And it's going to another, like it, it keeps taking steps up in intensity. Yeah. So once they started texting, what then did you notice as far as changes in her? Um, so we'd already, the confidence had been growing always, but it was like, I, how can I explain it? Like that newness, like I could see her with her phone laughing. I knew she was texting him. And I would jealous, I mean, it would fill me with jealousy, but not in like a jealous way where I was cross right. or ang- angry. It was just like, like competitive jealousy and lust. And I could see her laughing and I knew, and I'd be like, so what are you talking about? She's like, nothing. I was like, oh, you bitch, I know what you're doing. And like it went <laughs> on and it went on and on like that. But it was like a new game. It was like we discovered a new game, the two of us. Mm-hmm. You know, she had her side of it that she was getting off on. I had my side of it. You know, he had his side of it too because I'd be texting him and he'd be sharing, like he'd be sharing stuff with me and that bastard, he sent me some, some screenshots and stuff of stuff they'd been texting and it was, all, it was like a game. It was like a game between the three of us. It was a really erotic time. Like, you know, that, that, that kind of like four, maybe five weeks between when I saw him and when it happened. Um, right. Yeah, it was a real exciting time for us. Me and Kate, were, we were having some really good sex between us. And, <laughs> you know, and there were a couple of times where, you know, there was once where, I mean, I'm not Kate, hope not mind me saying, that he, she was texting him as we were fucking. And that blew my mind. You know, <laughs> she actually, she actually, blew his mind as well. Yeah, and I'm telling, I'm telling all your stories now. Sorry, she, um, she was on top of me, and the phone beeped, and she actually just went full dead weight on me, and just sat on me with her cock inside, my cock inside her. I said, "Oh, sorry," <laughs> and just got the phone and was like just texting him while she was sitting there on top of me. I mean, spoiler for a blog post there. Thanks. Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. But you know, it was it was a real exciting time. It was the anticipation of wanting it to happen. Wow, that is yeah, that, that is that is that is fantastic. Okay, <laughs> you were telling me that you know you, it, it was like a game for you guys, like this fun kind of exciting new game, and you were you know you were reaching these these uh these new levels. Yeah. So as that day is approaching. You know, like you're, you're, you're in that week leading up to it. How was she behaving? Like, okay, like you were saying something earlier, how you wished that she could see herself through your eyes. Mm. When did you start to see that coming to fruition? Like when she was finally starting to get it, like what, 
what was it like? What did it feel like? What did you see? Like, what was it that told you that, okay, she's finally starting to get it? Do you know what? I know this. I can answer this one. When she sent him a picture of herself, during our whole time together of our marriage and probably before that, we'd sent maybe one or two maybe slightly rude texts to each other. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'd, we'd never sent any rude pictures to each other. I'm talking nude pictures or sexual pictures of any kind. And suddenly he texts me and says, she sent me a picture. And I almost couldn't believe it. And it was only when I spoke to her about it. And it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. I think, it, I think maybe she sent her like some selfie pictures, you know, just pictures of herself, you know, looking pretty. But the fact she was doing that, it made me think she's doing this because she's starting to believe in her own self-worth. She knows that sending him this picture is going to turn him on. Right. And that started to get, that really got to me. And he told me that, you know, and he was, ma- he, he, he was masturbating over her as well. There was, yeah, he was quite, he was quite keen to tell us both this. And now how does she, now I want to bring you into this, Kay. How did that make you feel to hear that another man other than your husband was masturbating, thinking about you? I didn't believe it, if I'm honest. And I th- again, that still, even though I was feeling more confident in myself, it was that still a part of my sort of character that I don't think will ever disappear fully was sort of self-doubt. Um, and I didn't believe it until he sent the video and then I <laughs> had to believe it. <laughs> so he sent you proof. He yeah. sent proof. Yeah. I didn't believe it. I said I didn't. And he followed it up with the video. And then I did believe. Yeah. And what did that moment feel like for you? Because that that's a that's kind of a watershed moment as you progress <laughs> through this lifestyle, you know. Like you can't argue with that. Like you can't no. deny that. Like you said, he sent you proof. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it obviously took me hugely by surprise. But again, it took me more by surprise in the fact that it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't make me feel uncomfortable. Um, I mean, I I sort of grew up believing almost that porn wasn't real. I had to have it explained to me. <laughs> I remember clearly as a teenager that it isn't simulated, it is real. So I really had a very sort of innocent and very naive sort of background really um so i was expecting to feel i haven't really watched porn so again i I was expecting to feel uncomfortable and almost feel a bit guilty seeing it but i really didn't (laughs) (laughs) you know it was cool like he he was saying her name and stuff as he was coming and all you know he did the whole thing and so he made a nice little production out of it he did he he performed too he enjoyed himself um okay so, like I said, I want to make sure I have enough time to get everything in. Okay, so the day approaches. It's, it's like I was saying to her, you have all this buildup, all this anticipation, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, today's the day. <laughs> I asked her what was going through her mind. What was going through your mind that day? Like I said, you, you know, this is the culmination. You've been building yeah. this fantasy up. You've had it for years. You told your buddy, he's with it, she's with it. You had a date, and now you wake up, and that day is today. Did you have any of those moments where it's like, okay, are you sure you want this? Like, to yourself, like, am I sure I want this? Because after tonight, there's no going back. 
Okay, so as as I was saying, you know, you wake up and it's it's that day. Yes. Okay. And did you have that conversation with yourself? Like, okay, today's the day. Am I sure that I want this? Like, this God, is it. So much, so many, so many emotions going through my head. You know, it's like you there's, there's excitement, of course, because this fantasy you've had for years is going to about to happen. But there's fear as well because you're so worried. What if it goes wrong? And you're you're jealous because you know she's messaging him. It's like be, it's like being in a room with all the TVs on in the room, like you're in a TV store, and like you're trying to take them all in, and you can't you can't focus on just one. And and then suddenly he was here, he was there, you know, he was at the house, or like right. driving. Yeah, he was, you know, he was being dropped off. His cab was or whatever it was, dropping him off. And, he's, and I went out to meet him. And oh, sorry, do you, I don't know if you want to. Oh no, continue. Yeah, so you know, obviously we'd I'd watched her get ready, and I just, I chose what I wanted her to wear, which she was great. She looked she looked unbelievable, and and then he was there, and I was I remember feeling so jealous that what she wore for him, because basically I'd I'd always asked to dress her. Like, oh, she's going out. You should wear those trousers you like. You should wear that top you like. You should wear those heels you like. And she was like, no, I don't want to wear those. And this time she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything I asked, everything I suggested. She looked amazing for him. And that was, right. uh, and that was, a, that was very intense. So he arrived. Now I've actually heard a number of couples express that same thing, kind of her going the extra mile for him, but not for you. But yet you find yeah. that exciting. It's very exciting. It's exciting. In fact, you know, I don't want to sell Kay short. She does go the extra mile for me now. It was almost like she'd forgotten what she could do, you know. Right. You know, and she looked incredible. Her makeup was perfect. Her nails were done that week. They looked perfect. And she just looked amazing. And um, it was a really exciting time. Yep. He arrived. And I remember going to, to take her to talk to her on the sofa. Um, just to kiss her and say, like, are you sure this is what you want? Which she said, yes, yeah, she wanted it. And I could tell she really did want it. She was very turned on. So he's there. He's in the living room with her. They're sitting on the couch together. So your fantasy is happening. It's Mm. it's, it's playing out right before your face. So just kind of take my listeners into like what you were feeling like what you were experiencing in that moment yeah it's hard to pinpoint one thing it was all like little moments and little flashes of of intense lust she would she would be so engaged with him pleasing him like i remember at one point she was on her knees in front of him sucking his cock and she and she looked at me with her with his cock in her mouth and smiled at me and winked at me and really putting on a little show and just the surge of lust. I can't explain how the the raw heat of it, you know, you half of you wants to jump in and put your cock in her mouth, you know, and take her. And the other half is just so enthralled by watching you. It's like you're paralyzed by it. If that makes sense, you're paralyzed oh, by the power of, watching them and yeah trapped by what they're doing watching every movement of her hands on his body and and watching him and watching how 
you know, as I said, we've known him for a couple of years, not in a bad way, watching like the smug control he has over her, you know? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You oh, know, absolutely. and the power of it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. You know, the, you know, the power of it, it's, it's great. It's great. It's probably not for everyone. And it takes a lot of communication between, you know, partners and things, uh, which I'm very lucky that we have. But in that moment, yeah, frozen in a mixture of lust, jealousy, excitement, and love. It's weird that you can feel love at a moment like that, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, but intense, intense love for her. Like you know, everything was intense. Like your nerves yeah. are like living on the outside of your body, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so she pretty much told us, you know, some of the highlights in that. So I, <laughs> I, I kind of want to gloss over that. Cause like I said, she already talked about that. Mm. What I want to focus on with you is after it was all over mm. and you saw, you know, it happened. Mm. You know, you, you saw it. You saw that she enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. He leaves. Mm. Now it's just you and your wife. And for the first time, you get to experience what a lot of couples enjoy about this, which is the reclaiming aspect mm. of it. What was that like for you that first time? It was wonderful. Um, Hot wifing is a real dichotomy, you know? The idea that you can have so much love, but so much lust at the same time, and so much jealousy. And when he was gone, I remember when he was gone, we laughed. We laughed a lot. You know, just the sheer ridiculousness of what we'd just done. Once that died down, and we went back upstairs... And we just held each other for ages. And we, we, I don't think we talked for a long time. We just held each other. And I was like, are you okay? It sounds really silly to say that. but we were like, And she was like, yeah. And then more talking, did you enjoy it? Was it good? Was he good? And yes, 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 it was great. And then we kissed and embraced. And just like an outpouring of raw emotion to her. Just worshipping her completely. You know, just like, mm-hmm. my God, I can't believe you've done this. You've, you've done this for me, um, you know, because she was always saying, I'll do this for you. By the way, now she definitely does it for her, by the way. I know that. <laughs> I was actually going to get to that. So just, yeah, yeah. Re- I'm, I, I plan on getting into that because that's actually the next question that I, that yeah, I have just, uh, for her. Yeah, just that raw, like the contrast in the way we had sex afterwards, you know, the slow, sensual buildup of love between us compared <laughs> to what I'd just seen what I'd experienced. It was really intense and it was really wonderful. It was sex built on the foundation of love as opposed right. to sex built on the fa- sex built on the foundation of that raw lust between, you know, two sexual between two sexual beings. Between right, two right. beings it's, of love. It's it's definitely on on a on a higher level. Okay, mm. so let me fast forward a little bit. Okay. So you had your first experience. So she, mm. even though she laughed about it, in your mind, she's officially a hot wife. She has oh, yeah. another man in front of you. So she's officially yep. crossed that line into hot wifing. And as you just brought up, a lot of wives, when they get into this, their, uh, their primary motivator is making their husband happy. Yeah. You know, not that they don't want to do it themselves, but the primary focus is they're doing it out of the love that they have for their husband. Yep. So what I want to ask Kay is I know that, you know, you told me in the in the past year, and I'll I'll let my listeners hear you say it, 
How many bulls have you now had since you've started? Um, eight. Okay, see, so everybody, she's making up for lost time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, officially, yeah. more since being married than before married. Because yeah. <laughs> there was actually... Almost, well, almost three times as much. Yeah. <laughs> so that was actually, there was a big gap as well from that first thing with our friend. We probably had mm. a gap of about maybe five months correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe five months or six months before we started meeting other people. And it was in those... Now, so it's in the, when you say a gap, do you mean a gap between anything or in that five months she was only seeing him? No. So um, he works in a different part of the country now. So he was away for quite a bit of that time. So no, we would we was just back to fantasy play. It was just back to fantasy okay. play between us. And I, at that point, you know, I'd lived the fantasy and I wasn't sure if we were going to take it to the next level of like seeing other people and Kay right. wasn't sure whether we want to see other people. But then, so yeah, once we'd, we'd started meeting other people, it was between these last six months that she's had seven, she's fucked seven guys in the last six months. Good um, for you. Good for you. Exactly. So here's what I want <laughs> to ask you though. This is what I want to ask Kay. When did you start to notice that shift? And when I say that shift from your primary focus being on doing it for him to where you gave yourself permission to say, you know what? I enjoy this a whole hell of a lot too. And I want to do it for me too. Like when did that shift begin where you noticed it, where you were doing it just as much, if not more, because you enjoyed it as opposed to it being something to make him happy? <laughs> um, yeah, well, so back to your question. I think mm -hmm. it was probably um, after seeing the sort of the non-friend bull um, right. a couple of times and I started to feel more at ease and sort of relaxed with him. I think that's probably when I actually started to be a bit more selfish and think actually this is, this is as equally for me as it is for him. I've, yeah, I think that's probably when. Now, did you have to, was there like a period where you kind of had to give yourself almost permission to enjoy it? Like to tell yourself that it's okay for you to enjoy it for yourself, to be kind of selfish? No, I think, again, um, C sort of always made it quite clear that it needed to be for both of us. It wasn't just about me fulfilling his fantasy. And actually, numerous times he was always like, you know, you this is for you as well. It's okay for you to enjoy it, for you to sort of get excited at the prospect of it. Um, so no, there wasn't sort of any guilt about it. And again, I've always sort of, if I have started to sort of get sort of too excited about it, I've, I've always ex been honest with him and said, oh, this is, this is really exciting. And I think he's often picked up on that because then he has presented me with a different bull. I think it's to avoid sort of me getting too close to a ball, he then tries to distract me with another one. Now, you bring that up is, you know, because obviously this lifestyle does have its speed bumps and pitfalls. Yeah. Um, I, I never want to paint it inaccurately and make people think that it's all good times, sunshine and roses. Like there are, you know, there can be potential problems. Yeah. Have you ever had a situation come up yet where a bull was getting a little too close to you, where you felt like he was, you know, like where feelings were starting to develop and maybe you had to like cut him off or hold him at arm's length? 
No, I don't think so. Not yet, um, certainly anyway. And I think that is mainly down to sort of management by C to sort of, as I say, keep them almost at arm's length a lot. And I actually was quite surprised because as he sort of touched upon before, having only had a couple of sort of sexual relationships before marriage and both of them were sort of with long-term partners I had always associated sex with love and it was something I was a bit anxious about thinking well or what if feelings sort of start to sort of generate from me and actually that's what's been so liberating for me is knowing is realizing in fact that actually the two are very separate that I am right. enjoying having the physical without there being any sort of emotional sort of feelings. I've I've become quite good friends with quite a few of the bulls now because naturally mm-hmm. you, you do sort of find things in common, but there's certainly not any sort of feelings of love or anything towards them. And I have had sort of a ball now come and go. Um, we've sort of parted ways and it's all been perfectly amicable. And that was sort of out of both of our, sort of choices as opposed to sort of being dumped by a ball um so no we have been very fortunate but I'm under no illusion that there could be problems and as you say speed bumps but we've just been really fortunate that at this moment in time it's been really smooth sailing so let me ask you this okay so you're you're, you said your number is at eight so of those eight obviously the 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 first friend guy was the first one yeah. How many would you consider to still be like regular bulls of yours? Like how many of those eight have you seen more than once? Um, three, three of them I've seen more than once. Um, but of those sort of three, two of them, I saw quite frequently. And they're the two that I actually keep in contact with quite a lot. We chat um, quite often just via text, like not, sort of phone calls or things like that right Mm -hmm. Um, but the others have sort of always we knew that it was a lot sort of it probably would be spells between hearing from them and not so although there are quite a few what a couple I know I won't probably see again but Mm -hmm. I do have sort of my my faithfuls as it were (laughs) my trusty my trusty herd you're Mr. Reliable's (laughs) Yes, your, your yeah, pack, my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stacey likes to call them my herd. Right, right, right. Now, are you are you back, C? I'm back, guys. Okay, yeah, she was just telling us about her pack of her pack of studs. A herd. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I heard of let me ask you guys this because I don't I don't want to. I, I try to keep my 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 interviews a a, a certain length and. Of course. You know, I, like I I know I could talk to you guys. Like I could very easily do like a part three with you guys. I, I know that. But <laughs> this is the part where I say, you know, it's obvious that you're both enjoying the ride. And it's 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 wonderful to see. And that was probably the most detailed recounting I've gotten about everything leading up to the first time. Um, it almost it almost could be a movie the way that you both told it, you know, with 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 so much attention to detail. So for those couples out there who are <laughs> still trying to navigate these waters and still trying to figure out, you know, if 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 this is for them, 
what would your advice be to them? I'll ask you first, uh, Kay. What would your advice be to those couples? Uh, I would say communication. You've got to speak about everything. If there is even the sort of the slightest seed of doubt, you need to speak it. You need to verbalize it. You need to get it out there because as soon as any doubt or any guilt or anything sort of starts to creep in, it can, it could be damning to sort of your relationship. And that's what you've got to preserve at the end of it is that you've got to remember that you're doing it for your relationship. You're not doing it to destroy your relationship. You're doing it to strengthen it. So you've got to talk to one another and be open and honest with each other. Okay, Sia, how about you? What would your advice be to those new couples? Cool. I would say you've got to temper your expectations because I think the internet, be wary of it. There's so many good resources. I wish I'd known about things like this podcast, some of the other great things and people I've met on in the lifestyle on Twitter and places like that because you can expect too much too soon of the relationship. And I was... I was guilty of this, you know, when Kay started having some initial meets, you know, I'm expecting and, you know, she met people on her own and, you know, me expecting, you know, hour long videos of her, you know, being fucked like a porn star and stuff. You know, these things are not going to happen because she has to have her time and her moment. You've got to temper your expectations and be realistic about how meets are going to go because you never know what's going to happen and you have to maintain your unity as a couple. And sometimes you've got to compromise between the two of you to make sure you're both getting what you want. And that took a little bit of time for us. You know, you've got to, and I think C's just, uh, Kay's just mentioned, sorry, about communication. And that's so important, you know, because making sure you're both getting what you want. If you don't talk to each other, you're, neither of you is going to get what you want. Well, that's very well said from, uh, from both of you. And uh, I think I'm going to kind of take that time to kind of put a bow on, on all of this. Like I said, I, I could talk to you guys for a long time. So I'm sure that people listening, there are things that they wish I would have gotten to. Uh, but one of the things that I'm going to be doing new uh, going forward is giving people the opportunity to send me questions that they wish I would have asked. So then I can have you guys back and kind of go through all those questions that my listeners wish I would have asked. Yeah, you know, of course. So I Absolutely. I have you back, at, you know, definitely a few more times um, on the show. But uh, before I before I tie this up, is there anything at all that either one of you would like to say? Um, I think just <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult. I would just say sort of just be open about everything i know i keep talking about communication but if you know it's, if it's anyone, very important so please feel free to keep saying yeah, it i think if anyone out there who is listening is sort of in two minds about it is just trust in your partner which i know is easier said than done but yeah just take that leap of faith and speak about it and share your feelings because you never know you might be lucky you might you might get someone who's open to it as much as you want them to be mm -hmm. in, in closing is there anything that you got that you would like to say before I, I wrap this up so I, I would just say trust in your relationship together and take it slowly you know there's no rush in these things 
you've got to believe in each other and be picky. There's nothing wrong with being picky about who you play with and when you play and what you do when you play. You know, this is supposed to make things better for you. It's supposed to enhance things for you. So, yeah, I guess that's my advice. <laughs> now, I do have one question that I want to ask you, uh, Mr. C, just because I know there are probably some guys out there, and I, I want you to be as concise as possible, but you built it up over all this time. What is it like having a hot wife? What is it like having a hot wife? Yes. It is great it's it amazing it is it everything all of your i ever wanted all those years <laughs> these last six months this last year has made all of that hard time worth it but i if i say i wish i could go back and like do it sooner i don't because i treasured so much of that time before our life has changed now our dynamic has changed and i have what i want and, you know, I don't want to mess it up. I want to make sure that we're taking things at the right pace because, you know, I've got, in my eyes, <laughs> the best the best situation I could have. You know, I get to have sex with my wife. I get to watch her be treated amazingly and be fucked amazingly and watch her show off everything that she can do. And it's it's a dream for me. It's a dream. And it's a ride. And I don't want to get off. Not yet. <laughs> well, I want to thank you both for for agreeing to be uh, on my show and for being so open and honest and forthcoming about your journey. Um, it means a lot. I know that there are people listening who are going to be helped by hearing you guys detail everything. And again, I just want to say thank you. I'm very appreciative of it. And to all my listeners, I hope that you have all enjoyed this conversation with this wonderful couple i hope some of you are able to take some kind of inspiration from it and maybe those of you out there who still aren't sure seeing how it's actually brought them closer and how it's improved their marriage hopefully it'll give you the confidence to you know to want to explore it and want to make it a reality so again i'm your host michael c this has been another episode of the keys and anchors podcast I want to thank all my Patreon supporters who, you know, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be able to do this. So thank you. Um, if you are not yet a Patreon supporter, please think about doing it. Doesn't cost much and it makes a huge difference in allowing me to bring you this type of content. So again, thank you to everyone. I'm your host signing off and I will see you next time. <laughs>